Greetings in the name of the Triune God. Welcome to the Rural Midwestern Pastor Podcast. My name is David Johnson, and I am blessed to pastor the rural congregation known as Samanach Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us as we explore together how the scriptures declare the good news that God's kingdom has come to us in Jesus. If you'd like more information on our rural congregation, please visit samanachbaptistchurch.org. That's S-O-M-O-N-A-U-K, baptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening. May grace, peace, and everything good be yours in King Jesus. Good morning. Welcome to the online gathering for Samanach Baptist Church for Sunday, February 20th, 2022. My name is David Johnson. I'm blessed to serve as the pastor here at Samanach Baptist Church. We gather in person every Sunday at 10 a.m. Nothing can compare to an in-person gathering. So I would invite you to, if you are able, to come and participate with God's people as we gather each week here at 315 East North Street. SBC family, a couple of announcements. First, Midday Bible Study continues on Mondays here in our fellowship hall at 1 p.m. This is an opportunity for us to kind of mark the midday on the first day of the week, and we are studying in a very participatory, interactive way, Paul's letter to the Galatians. Also on Wednesdays, we continue our midweek study with Sandwich Church of the Nazarene at Sandwich Church of the Nazarene. During these times, we gather together to read an essay, an article together that Pastor Matthew and I feel captures a very Christian way of speaking about God and about ourselves. And then we have a conversation. So each week kind of stands alone. So if you've missed a couple of weeks, don't feel like you can't start attending again. We meet every Wednesday at six o'clock, a really wonderful way to mark the middle of the week. This online gathering is called to worship by a reading from Psalm 116. Psalm 116, verses one through nine. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol laid hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, save my life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. The Lord protects the simple. When I was brought low, He saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I walk before the Lord in the land of the living. This is God's word. Let us pray. King Jesus, we gather together as those whose lives you have saved because you reveal to us a God who is gracious, righteous, and merciful. We ask you to speak a protective word to your people, especially those of us who are feeling especially brought low 
May we receive from your hand through your word rest and a reminder that you have dealt bountifully with us. O God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers. And because through the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do no good thing without you, grant us the help of your grace, that in the keeping of your commandments, we may please you both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And together we say, Amen. Our reading from the Gospels today comes from Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. Once, when Jesus was praying alone with only the disciples near him, he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, but others, Elijah, and still others that one of the ancient prophets has arisen. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered, the Messiah of God. He sternly ordered and commanded them not to tell anyone, saying, the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then he said to them all, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world but lose or forfeit themselves? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words, of them the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. But truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of King Jesus. Let us now respond to this reading by prayer. Blessed are you, Lord. You hear the sound of our pleadings. You are our strength and our shield. In you these days, our hearts trust. You have helped me, and my heart exalts, and with my song, I give thanks to you. God, our God, why are you so far from us? Do not stay far off. We have no other help but you. Compassionate God, we pour out our hearts before you because you are a refuge for us in your mercy. Lord, hear our prayer. Your spirit helps us in our weakness. We pray for ourselves and those dear to us.
King Jesus, we trust that you are interceding for those of us who find themselves in a time of weakness. We think of Cheryl as she grieves the loss of her daughter. Be merciful toward her. Be present to her in a discernible way. Help us, her family, to bear this burden with her. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You are present in the darkest hour. We pray for our community and for our neighbors. Father, we thank you for the administrators, the boards, the teachers, the staff in our local school districts. As they find themselves in very complicated, difficult times, as they find themselves needing to make decisions, needing to consider legal responsibilities, needing to consider what's best for the staff and for the students. We ask you to give them peace and protection, and we pray especially for the communities, especially the Christian communities, that we would be for those administrators, for those teachers, for that staff, and for those students. A faithful witness to the Prince of Peace a faithful witness to the one who was willing to have his rights forfeited in order to bless and save others. So help us to bear witness to that kind of king and that kind of kingdom. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You deliver those who trust you. We pray for the church in all places. We pray for Samanach Baptist Church that we may speak boldly for Christ. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. You gave your beloved, you offer eternal life. We pray for the world, for all who do justice and love mercy. Kind Father, we pray for the situation between Russia and Ukraine. We ask that you would give the leaders wisdom. We ask that peace would prevail. We ask for the reign of heaven to influence the kingdoms of this world. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. King Jesus, many concerns are carried in our hearts. We now name those concerns and burdens to the one who invites the weary and the heavy-hearted to come to him and find rest. In your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you stretched out your arms of love upon the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, 
May bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. God of all sorrows known, you endured human rejection even to the death of your own son. Put the same mind in us that was in Christ Jesus that we may walk his path of obedient love. For it's in his name we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The text that I want us to pay attention to together today is found in Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. Paul writes, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Amen. This is God's word. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each heart be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock, you are our redeemer all of us said together. Amen. Let's play a game. I will remind you of a catchy commercial jingle, and you see if you can remember the product the jingle is trying to sell. Are you ready? Like a good neighbor mm -hmm, is there. Do you know the product? State Farm. How about this, especially if you grew up in this area, 588-2300, Empire. How about this one? This is a little bit more old school. Give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that. Kit Kat bar. What about this one? This one was back in the 70s. There's a group of men in a bowling alley and they start singing plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. What's the product? Anybody know? Alka-Seltzer. From a longer time ago, I am stuck on mm -hmm, brand and mm -hmm, stuck on me. You know the answer? Band-Aid. And then one of my favorites, oh, I'd love to be. That is what I truly like to be. Because if I were an mm-hmm, 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 Everyone would be in love with me. For some time, I have been drawn to that Oscar Mayer jingle. I enjoy a good hot dog, especially Chicago style, amen? But it doesn't necessarily need to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. In fact, I prefer Nathan. It's not the product that draws me to the commercial. Rather, it's the egotistic desperation. Yes. We all long to be loved, but the kind of love we all desire is not the same kind of love that an American child has for an Oscar Mayer wiener. At least I hope not. Our sense of self, that element of our identity that comes to mind when we wonder if 
so-and-so likes, desires, or maybe even loves us. It's that part of ourself that, that often falls into the trap of wanting to be desired so much that we might be tempted to accept transformation into the image of a hot dog. Does anybody else find it strange? Children singing they wish they were an Oscar Mayer wiener. I think it's this false self that needs to be considered in our epistle and gospel readings this morning. In our epistle reading this morning, found in Philippians chapter 3, Paul wants to know Jesus. To this desire, we can say, amen, good for you, Paul, I can agree. Where can I sign up for the course that will help me study Jesus? That's what it means to get to know Jesus, right? I would love to study what it would look like to get to know Jesus. Beloved, Paul's got something else in mind, something more significant, something that is more weighty than learning even more facts about Jesus. First, Paul wants to know Christ, not know about him, not learn historical facts about him, not memorize a creed about him, but wants to know him personally. Paul uses a word that describes a personal, committed relationships between persons whose lives become over a lifetime increasingly intermingled. That's what Paul means when he says, I want to know Christ. Second, Paul not only wants to know Christ, he wants to know him in, is the literal translation, in the power of his resurrection. Here, the conjunction that's usually translated and does not distinguish between him, I want to know him, and power, as if both of these were two separate objects that are both worthy of his knowing. Gerald Hawthorne, a New Testament professor at Wheaton, describes the construction of the grammar this way. Paul is saying, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Hawthorne continues, that is to say, Paul is not content to merely know Christ as a fact of history, but to know him personally as the resurrected, ever-living Lord of his life. And the power Paul wishes to know is not something separable from him, but the power, listen to this, with which the risen Christ is endowed. The power with which the risen Christ is endowed. He wishes to know Christ by experiencing the power he wields in virtue of his resurrection. For Paul, Christ and his resurrection were not mere subjects of historical study. Paul had an experience on the road to Damascus that knocked him off his religious high horse. That experience blinded him for three days and transformed him into a martyr for the religion he once tried to destroy. For Paul, Christ, the blinding light, was even so much more than the memory of that religious experience. Paul's experience of the risen Christ and his power 
was an experienced reality in the present. Christ was not only one who rose from the dead, but Christ for Paul was alive and by the spirit was present and active in him in a Roman prison and also among the Philippians in Macedonia as they were experiencing a similar pressure. Paul, I believe, would say yes and amen to these encouraging words from Presbyterian pastor Andrew Purvis. Jesus, Purvis writes, does not now sit in heaven with his arms folded, waiting for us to do something religious that he can affirm. Jesus is not our cheerleader from the heavens, hoping we will get faith and ministry right. Rather, listen to this, Jesus has his own resurrected ministry to do, forgiving the sinful, healing the sick, bringing in God's reign, and he wants us in on it. Jesus has his own resurrected ministry to do, forgiving, healing, bringing in God's reign, and he wants us in on it. Do we want in on Jesus' own resurrected ministry? Do I want in on Jesus' own resurrected ministry? Do you want in on Jesus' own resurrected ministry? When it comes to knowing Christ in the power of resurrection, most of us are ready, willing, and able. Where do I sign up? However, the gospel invites us to the sure hope of resurrection by taking a road that we won't have a natural desire to sign up for. Indeed, the desire to sign up for this road is something that must be given to us supernaturally. To understand what kind of road is headed toward resurrection town, we need to unpack Paul's phrases and especially notice how they relate to each other, how they connect. Resurrection, you see, is always preceded by crucifixion. First, Paul wants to know Christ. What does that mean? Paul now gives us some short, pithy statements that are in what's known as a Greek chiasm. The first thing that means is Paul wants to know Christ in the power of his resurrection. That's like the first half of verse 10. And then notice the end, verse 11. If somehow I may attain from the resurrection of the dead. So when Paul says he wants to know Christ, what he means is he wants to know him in the power of his resurrection. And he also wants to know him that he may one day participate in the resurrection from the dead ones. Paul's introduction and conclusion to our passage are filled with hope and joy. Being a colony of joy, like we discussed last week, is inseparably connected to the Christian hope of resurrection. A resurrection that is bodily. Beloved, do we know this, that the Christian hope is not disembodied souls going to heaven when we die? As important as that is, but our Christian hope is the resurrection of this body to a new existence that Jesus is the foretaste of. 
Beloved, if bodily resurrection is not in our future, and if bodily resurrection is not in Jesus' history, then as Paul writes to the Corinthians, our faith is futile. We are still in our sins, and we are of all people most to be pitied. And all of us said together, amen. However, the two A's above are not the entire story. The power of his resurrection and that hope that one day we may grasp the resurrection from the dead ones, that's not the whole story. Church, where was Paul when he wrote Philippians? If you look at chapter 1, verses 12 to 14, and several other places in the introduction, we are reminded that Paul was in prison. The road that leads Paul to the power of Christ's resurrection, the journey that climaxes with resurrection from the dead ones, takes Paul through prison on the way to resurrection. And church tradition tells us that it took Paul, that journey towards resurrection town, to beheading by the Roman Empire. This is where we must not miss the rest of the story. This is where we cannot forget what an essential stop is on the road trip that takes us to Resurrection Town. Let's look at the rest of our passage. Paul wants to know Christ in the power of his resurrection. Paul wants to know Christ that he may grasp the resurrection from the dead ones, but those two phrases in the middle are so critical. Paul wants to know Christ in the power of his resurrection and sharing in, fellowshipping in, participating in his sufferings. And to do that, the result will be being conformed to his death. That's the whole story. That's the road trip we must be given a supernatural desire to sign up for. The work that God is completing in Paul the work that God has promised to complete in the Philippians, the work that God has promised and is completing among us that will climax in resurrection. But we aren't there yet. Resurrection has not yet happened. And all of us said together, amen, come quickly, Lord Jesus. But until then, the same God who raised Jesus from the dead, until then, the God who promises to raise us from the dead is inviting us to share in the sufferings of Christ, to be formed into the image of his death. Paul invites the Romans on the same journey in the letter we know as Romans. Chapter 8, starting in verse 15, Paul writes, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If in fact, Paul says, we suffer with him that we may also be glorified with him. You see, resurrection is always, is always preceded by crucifixion. Glory is preceded by suffering. Glory and resurrection are our promised future. But all that we are promised until then is the spirit who is given to help us suffer faithfully in obedience to Jesus. What does that mean? There is something saving, and in the words of Hebrews, once for all, about Jesus' atoning death. 
However, in this fallen world, we will encounter circumstances that if it were up to us would never be our will. Yet with Jesus, by the Spirit, we face our sufferings and trust the presence of God in that moment to be conforming us to the death of his Son. Here is what it means to be resurrection people. On the world's terms, we are not in it to win it. Our hope is not getting what we want in this world. In every way this world can imagine, Jesus lost. But in losing faithfully, he saved the world. When the body of Christ loses with faithful, sacrificial love, we are being faithful to Jesus. We are being conformed to his death. We are being promised a glorious resurrection future. Pastor Anley Stanley describes it this way. The reaction of evangelicals to political and cultural shifts in recent years revealed what they value most. Lurking beneath our Bible-laced rhetoric, faith claims, books, and sermons is a relentless drive to win. But the church is not here to win. By every human measure, our Savior lost. On purpose, with a purpose, and we are his body. We are not in it to win anything. We are in it for something else entirely. Wise words from a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. We are in it, beloved, to love sacrificially because nothing I lose by loving will not be restored to me many times over at the resurrection. That is why Jesus encourages those upon whom he will found his church. This is why Jesus, who lives and moves among us now, encourages us Luke records, and Jesus said to them all, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will save it. What does it profit them if they gain the whole world? but lose or forfeit themselves. Beloved, when we choose forgiveness instead of revenge, we bear witness to the hope of resurrection. Beloved, when we bless instead of curse, we bear witness to the resurrection. Beloved, when we stay faithfully committed to confronting evil, not with the weapons of this world, but with the goodness of sacrificial love, we bear witness to the resurrection. Beloved, when we face those losses, those sufferings, those things we never would choose on our own, when we face those losses and that grief, trusting that there's not a thing I lose or grieve in this life that won't be abundantly restored to me at the resurrection, then we can exclaim for Christ's sake with his servant Paul, according to the paraphrase of Eugene Peterson, I gave up all that interior stuff. I lost so I could know Christ 
personally. Experience his resurrection power. Be a partner in his suffering and go all the way with him to death itself. If there is any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. Let it be so. Amen. King Jesus, we confess to you that in the ways of this world, we've often been in it to win it. We've not wanted to lose. We've not wanted to suffer. We've wanted a crown without a cross. By the Spirit, may we faithfully suffer. May we faithfully endure the loss of all things, even the loss of things we love, even the loss of loved ones, trusting that we will receive back in abundance more than what we've lost on the day of Christ. We trust that you are bringing to completion the work which you have begun among us. We pray through the Son and by the Spirit and all of us said together, amen. Thank you for joining me for this time of online worship and discipleship. I now invite you to receive our final benediction. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. May grace and peace and everything good be yours in King Jesus.